I have some questions for you all. What inspires you? What keeps you going? What helps you, like we just sang, to take one more step? What empowers you to show up for this day and for this life with some faith and some hope and some love? Well, especially today, I would name music as one of those sources of inspiration for me, and I see some of you nodding. Yes, um, music is so powerful and needed, and the music that you, Nate, have brought to our worship for so many Sundays over these past eight or so years has been such a blessing. I hope you know that, how grateful we are for you. So I just want to say thank you. And speaking of music, I also want to say how I'm regularly inspired and fed by the music that Lisa and the choir offer us. Not that seldom, Lisa picks a piece of music and I hear the melody and then see the words and I think, oh, there's a sermon in there. So it directly inspires me in my preaching. And so thank you, Lisa, and thank you, choir, for what you bring to our worship. Where would we be without you? I will also just say um, we're going to celebrate Nate after the service. I meant to say this to the kids, and I forgot to, that, um, and, you know, you can't have a celebration without cake. There's a cake. So come and do your part, okay, after the service. And thank you, Nate. We're going to miss you. There are plenty of things that can inspire us and sustain us. And it's good to know what these are for each of us, right? So you can be in touch with them and make sure you're getting enough of that, whatever it is. Because we need inspiration. Inspiration, break it apart, the coming in of the Spirit. We need that as much as we need food and water and shelter and companions. As Jesus said, people cannot live by bread alone. We need the presence of that fathomless mystery in which we live and move and have our being. And you know, that spirit can take so many forms. It can show up for us in people and in music and in nature. It can come to us in our longings, both our joys and our sorrows. And the invitation is to be attuned the way a musician is to that mysterious and elusive presence. Isn't that at least one of the reasons we are here? And speaking of people being here, we announced it earlier, but Neil Ferreira just walked in um, from, he, he sings an earlier morning gig at another church in town, and 
sometimes comes in around now. Neil, it's always great to have you. But if you want to have, if you have questions about the recital that Neil is singing this afternoon in Methuen, there he is. You can talk to him right after the service, and he'll tell you about it. It's going to be wonderful. Thank you for being here, Neil. Hope it's okay to call you out like that. You heard one thing that nourishes and nurtures and sustains me, that both inspires me and calls me to account in our reading this morning. It's those who have helped show me the way. Family members, teachers, companions, including those I've never met, except through books or stories. You know, saints and poets and prophets from earlier times, what the author of the letter of the Hebrew calls in that beautiful praise, in that beautiful phrase, so great a cloud of witnesses. As we heard in our reading today, and it was really edited, that 11th chapter of the letter to the Hebrews spends the whole chapter pretty much recounting the lives of all of these heroes of the nation of Israel, from Abel to Noah to Abraham to Sarah to Jacob to Joseph and many others, introducing each one with the words, by faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Haven't you, at times in your life, done this? Sensed an urging or a calling and headed off, though you didn't know where you were going? And isn't that what faith is? Trusting that you will be led by the right road, though you may know nothing about it. There's a beautiful prayer Thomas Merton wrote that has that line in it. I trust that I will be led by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. So after Hebrews' recounting of all these faithful heroes, the chapter comes to an end, and the first line of the next chapter is these words. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Because we are surrounded by and companioned by this great cloud of witnesses. Isn't this a beautiful image? I love it. A great cloud of witnesses keeping us company while we run this race called life. There's a gospel song that goes, Oh Lord, hold my hand while I run this race, for I don't want to run this race in vain. Years ago, my wife Tracy, who sings in this women's chorus, this was one of the songs they were singing for their concert. And so our kids were little, and she would sing it to them before bedtime or at bedtime, trying to get them to quiet down. Oh Lord, hold my hand while I run this race, for I don't want to run this race in vain, race in vain. And our son, Will, who was probably three or four or five, he said, Mommy, 
What's a raisin vein? <laughs> I miss those days. Sometimes. Because you don't want to run this race in vain, do you? You want your life to have purpose and meaning and worth and value. I hope you already feel that it does. And of course, we all are works in progress, right? I don't think any of us think we're done yet. I know that I have been sustained by so great a cloud of witnesses. And it helps me to sometimes stop and think and be mindful of who those witnesses are. You could get a sense of my cloud of witnesses, who's in it, by stepping into my office here or my little office at home and just looking at the books on the shelves. There are sections by people. They're not that, or I've organized them usually by, by people. They're not labeled or anything. I'm not that organized, but on those shelves you'd find poets and prophets like Mary Oliver and Desmond Tutu, Thich Nhat Hanh and Frederick Buechner, Kathleen Norris and the Dalai Lama. I also count in my cloud of witnesses my mom and her brother, who is my godfather, both of them in their 90s now, and my grandparents, all of them long gone, but who offered examples that I still try to follow. I count in my cloud the classmates in seminary whose faithful lives inspired me, and my teachers there too. And you here, you are definitely part of my great cloud of witnesses because of the ways that you are faithfully living your lives and helping to make ours a better world, truly. And so my invitation to you today is to wonder who is in my cloud of witnesses, to ask yourself that, to wonder who are my guiding lights, my guides and companions, my north stars. I wonder who inspires you. When you're lost, who do you lean on? If you were going to make a list or a drawing of your cloud of witnesses, who would be in there? You know, this could be a fun project to list your spiritual ancestors, those who help and inspire you, maybe even turn it into a piece of art, like an icon that reminds you that you are never alone, that you're part of an ongoing story, and that you can be in conversation and in relationship with these, your forebears. And who knows? Someday others might be looking back at you and counting you among their cloud of witnesses. Perhaps even now you are an inspiration to others. That's one of the blessings of having one another for companions, isn't it? That was our theme last month, and this month we're just widening our perspective a little bit 
to include those who have gone before us. Our theme for October is lineage and ancestors, and the invitation is to reflect on what we have received from our forebears as individuals, what we received, and also as a community. And I'm looking forward to this. You know, there can be a tendency to valorize or idealize the past and then create a false narrative about one's history, which has to be why some people have gotten so upset about the New York Times 1619 project, right? Because it explodes the myth that our country has been about equality and justice right from the start. It offers a counter-narrative. But you know, you can't build a better future. You can't even imagine a better future if you're not willing to look clearly at your past. It could be that there are some negative examples in your cloud of witnesses. Who among us hasn't thought, I don't want to live my life that way. I don't want to be that kind of parent. I don't want to be that kind of friend. Sometimes a negative example, as painful as it might be, can be as illuminating and as inspiring as a positive one. Still, I hope that most of your cloud of witnesses are those who you can celebrate and be grateful for. At the end of this month, the last Sunday in October, we will mark All Souls Day when we remember those who have died and we put a big table right down here and we create an altar of photos and other objects that remind us of these departed loved ones and it's our way of honoring them. And I love that particular service and I also love this time of year when the veil between this world and the spirit world seems to be thinner. And when we sing out our gratitude for all the saints who from our labors rest. One way we honor those who have gone before us is by living out our own lives as fully and as well as we can while we are here. Are you like me, like these October days? I can't help as the light is fading and the weather is getting colder that, and the leaves are thinking about starting to curl up and change color and then fall to the ground and appear to die. All of this is such a poignant reminder, right, that things come to an end and that each of us is mortal, that our lives will come to an end too. And it's sobering to contemplate death, isn't it? Your own and that of those that you love. But it's good for us and it's healthy to do this too. The paradox is this, Acknowledging that we are going to die, that life is fleeting, 
this can help us to more fully appreciate each day that we have been given. Right? I am ever grateful for you, my spiritual companions, and for those who have gone before us, that great cloud of witnesses, all these kindred pilgrim souls, helping to guide us on our way like the lights of the heavens above, shining down upon us. Since we are companioned and surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us take heart, friends, and let us take courage. Let us be glad for this way that lies before us and for these companions that we are on our way together in our beautiful blue boat home. Amen. Thank you.